What's up everybody, it's your boy Z back with another motherfucking episode today Check out the lighter, you know what I'm saying It's a screwed up, you know, right on topic with everything I got my purple passion in my hand that I'm smoking on I got on my Fat Pat t-shirt I got on right now, you know what I'm saying If you're watching with video, you'll be able to see my shirt, you know what I'm saying I got the rose gold on, you know, just some, just some, you know, a little slight with the, with the, with the Lakers hat, you know what I'm saying, with the pink under visor, you know, I'm doing purple and pinks today for this topic, you know what I'm saying, want to keep it in a theme, you know what I mean, smoking on that, on, on some purple, you know what I'm saying, you should really see what that look like. You know what I'm Hold up. Welcome to the second episode of Non Tom Bob Podcast, we gonna jump in. Have some fun. What you smoking on today? Hey, by the way, if you don't smoke, that's cool. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Me, I'm a smoke. If I'm trying to chill, talk about some stuff, it makes me more talkative. It really ignites my artistry. So I like to, you know, smoke a little something, you know, vibe to a little something. You know, some people don't like to smoke. They like, you know, have tea at a tea bag with some um some herb in it you know um some people like tinctures i think them them is strong them mugs is strong now that's something tinctures is something i would use like at work oh maybe i shouldn't say that tinctures is something that i might put with a little tea you know a little water in the morning or a little you know in the evening you know if you're not really a smoker you know if you don't like the coughing process and all that you know tinctures take a little longer to get you that's always an option and calm your nerves you know what i'm saying anybody can be addicted to anything right anybody can be addicted to anything there's plenty of people that are addicted to whatever tickles their fancy right or whatever comforts them at a certain point for anything there can be a, a toxic intake you know what i'm saying you you can't really overdo anything you can't even overdo water you know what i'm saying so it is hard to get to that point but you know what do you do when you overdo water for weed for instance it's been proven safe it's been proven that the reason why um weed was demonized for so long is because at the time when it was really catching its popularity when it was getting on the scene a lot it's been here for ancient times but when it really started to catch up on the scene in modern days is when jazz players was using it who was mostly jazz players you ask black people you know what i'm saying it was criminalized as a way to once again control black and brown folks you know what I'm saying? Marijuana. Spanish name. And, you know, there's lots of history tied in with weed and racism. You know what I'm saying? And so now we have it to where they're legalizing, right? But they always add their own little twang to shit, right? Like, damn. I always got to fuck some shit up sometimes. But a lot of these big companies, um, we really don't know how it's made behind the scenes. And that's why I enjoy when there's certain um, growers that really um, 
emphasize on how they keep things natural you know what i'm saying and i think that certain strains are not for certain people it can be like in a controlled way i'm not saying it shouldn't be in a controlled way that we should be able to grow it if we want to grow it right so you know it's some growers that take pride in how they keep things organic you take a just a puff a puff might be your limit a puff might be a you gotta look at it in a, at a medicinal way like a puff might be the amount of capsule in the lung a puff might be your intake you know your daily intake you need to be good for the day um some people a whole blunt is good for them some people too like it depends on your tolerance now i'm not a person that can overdo it where i could do four or five like no you know i can still consider myself a stoner because i look at weed as a beneficial substance to me you know what i'm saying we kind of look at stoners like you know uh hippie trippy motherfuckers that just be sitting in the house all day hitting the bong and just be like, yeah, bro. And, you know, I look at stoner a little different, you know. Um, yeah, I'm a stoner, I guess. I'm not ashamed, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people try to shame me for smoking or try to make me feel bad for smoking. And, you know, they say, you need to be sober. You need to be aware, da, da, da. But if you looking at weed as a way to help benefit you and you don't feel handicapped by it, you don't feel like it's taking over your life, it's affecting your job, it's affecting your life. That's kind of when we get to addiction phase, when it when it really affects your way of life, your patterns. You know what I'm saying? If you're depending on it, if you can't live without it, you know, to me, that's kind of like, eh. I see why people would have a concern, you know, with addiction as far as it. But come on now. Come on now. Weed, weed makes people chill. Maybe more people need to chill the fuck out. That's how I view it. So I'm an advocate for it. If it gets you to chill the fuck out and leave me the fuck alone, you know, if it makes you think about things that really matter or it makes you not yell at your kids more or if it makes you um be able to enjoy music if it makes you be able to enjoy your food more or or if it stimulates you to want to eat and you a person like me like i talked about in the last episode where um i battled an eating disorder like with anorexia and you know once i transitioned and once i like kind of started smoking more and stuff I I didn't feel bad Like it, it helps with depression A lot of the time And you know who a lot of That it benefits Veterans A few veterans that I know Talk about how They used to resort to drinking Or, or just cigarettes And you know dealing with the stress And the PTSD you know, you give them the right strain, it might it might work. You know what I'm saying? They even give some people a form of the marijuana plant, the hemp plant, um, has a way to help um, epilepsy, you know, seizures, 
You know, it, you motherfuckers really got to do their research on stuff before they judge it so harshly. Why judge it so harshly if you don't know? If you don't know, you don't know. Sometimes we got to normalize saying, I don't know. I don't know. She, she don't know. But anyways, since it's been lots of talk about, you know, the, the, um, the rapper takeoff's death here in Houston. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, Houston ties, Houston rappers, Houston history. You know, there's a history of a lot of Houston rappers um, getting shot and killed here in Houston. You know what I'm saying? Or dying from a cardiac, dying from cardiac arrest or dying from, you know, drug related issues. You know what I'm saying? If you know me, you know that I love Houston culture, Houston rappers. In particular, I'm a huge fan of DJ Screw. And he started a whole movement out here as far and just in general. You know, today we know the slowing of music as um, slowed in reverb is what they call it nowadays. I don't know what a reverb, what is a reverb? I guess, I mean, it's kind of like it adds that, um, I want to say like kind of like an echo, echo, echo kind of thing. I could be wrong. That's what I think it is. The DJ Screw used to do that with records. He used to slow down music with actual records. Um, vinyls it started a whole culture around the time of if you was basically getting thrown you know what i'm saying like if you was smoking sipping you know what i'm saying it added to the effect to make you vibe you know what i'm saying you can vibe out better and me in particular i have a soundcloud where i slow down music and I feel like one of the genres that is very un- underappreciated is reggae because of the bass, the heavy bass that is in a lot of reggae songs. And, you know, for me, it's kind of like my gospel of what I um, listen to. DJ Screw started that whole movement of what we know to slow down music. One interesting thing... Um, about DJ Screw and living in Houston was I actually picked up Robert Earl Davis Sr. one time at a nursing home before he passed away. I, I can tell his father really loved his son, right? He knew his son was a legend. He knew his son was that guy. You know what I'm saying? And I can only imagine what it's like to lose your son. You know what I'm saying? And, um, he told me when I picked him up, he, he was a trip too. He told me when he, when I picked him up, he said, you know, you remind me of my son. I was like, really? You know, I was still kind of in the beginning of transition at the time. And I, I, I could tell he was just that cat that, you know, bragged about his son. His son is DJ Screw, like the legend in Houston. You know what I'm saying? So... He was like, you remind me of my son. I said, really? I really love your son's music. I enjoy his music. He started a whole culture. You know what I'm saying? To be able to say that to DJ Screw Daddy, I'm really sitting here high thinking about this shit. While he was still here on this earth, like, drink smoothies at 
living in Brickshire, Texas, which is the outskirts of Houston. Um, I really seen the whole movement, like, cause I was a, I was four years old in two thousand. I was born in ninety six, and two thousands is around the time it was Houston's time, like Houston rappers, like Pimp C used to talk about how people used to talk down on Houston rappers at the time because as far as music, we just did things differently. Come on now. You know uh, Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion come from Houston. It's just some, it, the, the, the music culture is rich down here. You know, it was actually a trans guy that was a gospel singer that I think was born here or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just in the blood down here, right? To 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 be doing our own thing. Same as New York. New York um uh started the hip hop movement and that actually came from Jamaicans. It's beautiful, like black music is beautiful. It all ties in somehow. You know, like most deaf said, whatever's going on with hip hop is what's going on with us. When I was little, I used to hear cars going down the street playing dj screw like with really loud bass shaking the window type of bass um and different slabs dudes might have created you know slabs is the cars you see you know done up like we do any other other hood but like when it's when it's painted you know candy paint but you got the spokes on there on the on the tires sticking out so that nobody will park next to your shit and fuck up your paint and hit your car with a door or something. You know, that's to protect the candy paint. And that's where it come from. And motherfuckers will go down the street what they call swanging, just, you know, going in a zigzag down the street. You know, showing off your spokes, showing off your off your work. You know, and you pop the trunk, and then it's it's a it's a saying on there on the back of it. You know what I'm saying? That's Houston culture. You know, you tie all of that with DJ Screw music, screwed up click music, all the rappers from Screwed Up Click. Fat Pat was actually a part of um, Screwed Up Click, and his brother Big Hawk. Fat Pat actually got killed. Maybe like five miles down the street from where I'm at right now. And, you know, at a friend house. And I pass by it almost every time I go to work. The apartments he was killed in. And then his brother, Big Hawk, you know what I'm saying, was also a part of it. Very talented, you know what I'm saying? Just his own own sound, own lane. I always love that when people say "fuck that," I'ma go against the grain. I'ma do me because I come from from that life, basically, where I'm going against the grain. Like as far as like in family and culture, like it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And that's how Houston rappers looked at at the time. Of when they really started to roll out Or whatever If you come down here How you can test to see if somebody's from Houston or not Or if they is into Houston culture Or they know anything about Houston 
rap culture. If you can't sing the song Mo City Dawn by Zero front to back, you ain't from Houston. Fuck what fuck, fuck what you talking about? You ain't from Texas, damn near. You ain't from you ain't from Houston. We know you not from here. We know you an outsider. You can't sing that front to back. What's up, tourist? One not well known fact. George Floyd was actually part of SUC. He was affiliated with SUC, screwed up click. Down here, some of the guys were sad, you know what I'm saying? To them, Floyd, you know, he was also called Big Floyd. He was considered like kind of like a role model to a lot of guys down here. Yeah, I grew up on all this stuff. Like, I would go to sleep in the car on the way home and would literally hear DJ Screw music um, on the radio. When screwed up tapes, the, the record store was out here. Where you now it's still out here where you could buy his tapes. I heard it on the radio, like slow music. And I don't think I don't think my daddy ain't like it. He's turned off when he was here, but I like it would put me to sleep. It's some chill shit. Like now, I basically slow down music myself like for myself to hear because my ear is so accustomed to it some people are like what the fuck is this i hate this shit it sounds it sounds almost demonic or it sounds dumb or you know what i'm saying it your ear kind of gotta be accustomed to it like your younger years that really determines what your music taste gonna be like later in life like you know, I also grew up on Bob Marley, and my sister is a Rastafarian, so my ear got accustomed to it. You know what I'm saying? I, I think, like, even though I was a small baby, I think that still, like, if you hear certain music, like, for an extended time in your life when you're younger, I think that that really plays a part in how your music taste will be down the line. Speaking of music, what I thought was interesting was Wiz Khalifa actually um, came out with a song on his new album opening up about him having a trans sister. I thought that was interesting because I didn't even know. You know, it was so, um, you know, I'm a fan of Wiz Khalifa. In his lyrics, he said, my pop's mad because I didn't want to live with him. My mom's stressing because my older sister transgender. The chorus is, nobody knows you like I do. Nobody. I, and I care for you. You say that you love me the way I love you. It's more of a like a mellow type song, you know. Her name was uh, Lala Thomas. And when, and when I looked up, you know, what happened with her, um, there wasn't much to see. Like, the family wanted to keep it privately. They wanted to... Um, they didn't want to disclose what happened, you know, but just know the mom was there comforting her while, uh, it happened or whatever, or, um, when it happened, you know, and I thought that was sad, you know, and, you know, they talked about the beauty of her mom being there with her and the time of her death, you know, I don't know what happened. I really searched everywhere. It's not much on it. Like, it's not much. The chorus saying nobody knows you like I do, you know. Um, I think that's beautiful, you know. Um, for a sibling, I kind of put myself in his shoes. 
all while putting myself in my siblings shoes because like my siblings are right or die like i got three sisters and one brother i got a little sister my ride or die you know my ride or die with everything was on board when you know i i corrected her you know on how to address me and um she went with it you know what i'm saying she went with it and she respected it you know not even being in middle school yet you know like fifth grade at the time i think she in middle school now but at the time saying you know like what's up bro you know like calling me bro now she used to call me sissy now she called me bro you know and you know telling me i look good and you know not not supposed to be on instagram shit a little badass but you know telling me on instagram i look good you know like that sibling loyalty and love unconditional love means everything to me and all my siblings have been cool like all my siblings been cool see the thing with me and family though I never talk about my personal life with any of them. Like, I really sat there and was like, damn, a motherfucker is private. I'm private as fuck. Like, damn. Like, I'm really a private person in general. Like, and I thought about it. I was like, what if my best friends feel away because I don't really share and they'll share things with me and I don't really share and to to them i'm sure that could feel like damn you don't trust me or something like damn are we best friends ain't no such thing as friends only associates you know that's actually a zero song but anyways back to what i was saying i'm pretty sure it can be awkward because I'm not an open person that it is. So I bet it feels like talking about trans stuff is like off limits with me. And, you know, I kind of fuck with people feeling that way. I wish more people felt like that at work, right? <laughs> I don't really talk about it in general. So, like, you know, as far as my little sister, that felt, even my niece, for some reason kids are more understanding than we give them credit for like they get the point and they not immediately thinking of biases we were kids once right we know how a kid's frame of thought is at least i hope we do you know um because our childhood plays a big part in our life so of who we are now and this is how the conversation with a kid about transness can go it's not like when you think of it in a perverted way nigga of course it's gonna be fucking weird if you telling them which is what a lot of people think they think we telling them i got this and this surgery and i got this surgery and did you know little timmy that i got srs like come on now like come on we ain't fucking doing all that shit we're not saying all this weird shit this is how the conversation went. Hey, am I a boy or a girl? Tamani said, uh, boy? You know, like, kind of like, uh, boy? I'm not too sure. Because when we when I'm with 
this family member I hear them calling you she and I hear them call you know they're they're picking up all of this they see all this shit right and so and that's what that's where it causes the confusion when you got your peers around you saying this is a girl and I'm appearing as a guy and you're young so you don't be looking at you're not looking at all the qualities a man has a quality to, like some kids can tell don't get me wrong <laughs> some kids can look at you and it's like <laughs> that type of shit you know what I'm saying <laughs> they like they might have ideas something is abnormal at times you know but like they know binary to be binary like this is girls this is boys boom Boys have beards, boys have deep voices, boys dress like that. Boom, there you go. Oh, there's your category. Okay, you, okay, okay, you're a girl over here. You're, you're a girl. You're pretty. I like your hair. You, you, you smell good. There you go. You know, like, and so, you know, it went like, hey, am I a girl or a boy? Boy? You know, I'm a boy. You know, and then that and that can be it. That and then the conversation graduates to. They ask. They start to ask you question. Hey, like, are you a boy or a girl? Oh, I'm a boy. Well, auntie, or called you a girl. And you have this way. Well, I used to be a girl. I used to to be a girl, but not anymore. You know, oh, I used to be a girl. I I used to live life as a girl, but I'm now your uncle. You know what I'm saying? That's typically how it goes, and that's that. They leave it the fuck alone. They might have their moments when they get older because they got other people in their ear. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not respecting the person when you're not there, then your kid is going to be confused, you know, unless you just straight up explain it. And you're not disrespectful in a way to where you put in your own lack of understanding in them. You're sowing a seed in them when regardless, they're going to go out into the world and encounter these people and just like just like with for instance where you see a frog right you see it in your living room floor if you scream and your your toddler is there if you scream you're teaching them to be afraid of that right you're sowing that seed of fear you you teach you teach them to be afraid of it they're going to be afraid of it even if the the toad is harmless you know i'm not saying right or wrong but i'm just saying that's what it is you're teaching them how to be afraid of something you're teaching them to be repulsed by something right and so versus if you calmly oh it's a frog let's get it and put it back outside you know what I'm saying? You're teaching them that the frog is harmless and to put it back outside, right? So it really depends on what seeds you're sowing. So if you're disrespectful about me, and I'm not speaking on any sibling in particular, by the way, but I'm speaking of like family in general. If you are 
being what I feel is disrespectful to me outside of me and her, me and my niece's relationship to me, then she's going to think that's okay. Right. Or she's going to be confused. Right. Some days it can fucking feel like the world is against you. Like how I help that is I enhance my spiritual life. Right. And everything we do in the world has a spiritual effect on the world and the energy and people. We're so sensory to each other. Like we're we're such sensory beings, right? We're so sensitive to each other's energy. Whatever's happening in the world, we can all feel it in in the in the spiritual body of the world. Like it seems like there's a net around the world that has its own spiritual body around it, kind of like a firmament, you know, like those flat earthers. It feels like there's a firmament over it, and that firmament is the spiritual energy, like the energy within the world, right? We have to keep in mind our ability to create energy, right? I I think that that is something so powerful to do to create a vibe in a room to where it can either repulse people or gravitate them towards it right that's why i think being able to do spells and shit that shit actually is real because our words alone like uh, not even just our words when we when we come in a room some people can just feel a presence with no words like some people feel the energy but at times because they're not knowledgeable on it or they're not educated about their own hypersensitivities to certain energies versus others and not conscious of that they're unaware of what's happening but the ability to create a vibe that shit is powerful and we really have to be mindful of what energy we pass down to our children we have to be um mindful of who we're around because some energies just do not mix like it, it, it like depend on how you're growing as a person you know i think we all grow in some way some some just on their own individual journey like but in some way something is growing in there and sometimes it's the unseen and sometimes we judge it by what we think growth is right but in some way we grow as people as we go through life, right? But where I'm growing right now is just not mixing no more. Like, eh. We are both growing simultaneously, but you're growing here. I'm growing there. The energy that we're creating now, the vibration that we're giving off now is like, it just ain't mixing. Something in you is not compatible with me no more. And so it's possible to have that with family, people that are not family, people that, you know, like sometimes it's just like that. So when we create a vibe, what vibes do you want to put out there in the world? Like, like what vibes do you want to pass down? 
Like fuck Fuck the material shit Fuck all the bullshit Fuck the stupid shit Fuck the stupid shit Fuck what the world got going on right now Sometimes you gotta take a fucking break And on an individual level Say to yourself What am I passing down? What vibes am I passing around? We're all connected spiritually in some way To where we can be sensitive to each other's energy And depend on each other more than we think You know what I'm saying? We have to be mindful of what we're passing around There's change coming to the world as there always is The only thing in life constant in the world is change And I think you guys should be aware of something That I became aware of That caught my attention I want to say like a couple weeks ago Only had about 30k views on YouTube And here go right here And the title of this session Are we ready for a new world order? That is the purpose of this discussion today So let's get on with it Your Excellency, are you ready for a new world order? History is truly at a turning point. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems and supply chains will be deeply affected. In times of crisis, the role of governments is more important and more relevant than ever. Where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, But also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private, but what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The world has to overcome not only the damage done to our economies and our societies by COVID-19, it also has to confront the repercussions of a dangerous clash between major global powers. We are now facing two global powers, China and Russia, each with significant military capabilities both who intend to fundamentally change the rules-based current global order. We are entering a world that is becoming more unstable and the potential for significant international conflict between great powers is increasing, not decreasing. Around 2030, I would say that by then, definitely the smartphone as we know it today will not anymore be the usual kind of the most common interface. Many of these things will be built directly into our our, our bodies. And one of you got those people that they are just self-certain what's going to happen. But I think that first of all, you can be wrong. Okay. 
anybody can be wrong as to what's going to happen in the world, right? So, it's a very touchy subject. So, to me, it appears that change is inevitable. They just said that, right? They just said this at the World Government Summit. Um, The World Government Summit is a summit where global leaders meet to talk about the changes coming in the world and to see that you know only have like 30k views like i think it was only like 30k views you know it lets us know shit priorities do be out of whack we worried about weird shit you know but that's what they discuss in the future is like and the reason why i want to bring this up is because I think we should be more invested in where our world is going. We should pay more attention to where our world is going. Like, while we worried about other bullshit, can't shit just slide up under the, under the covers, you know what I'm saying? We overlook and be like, hey, wait, I ain't agree with that, you know? I already don't fuck with this state that we live in. I ain't want to have to be forced to do this shit. Some people want freedom. You know, some people... Um, know that the powers that be never reconciled a lot of the detriments that happen. Like we'll we'll perform all day. We'll perform and be like, yeah, come on, let's let's fucking get it popping. It, you know, yeah, let's kneel in our kufis, nigga. Let's we in this thing. You know, that's not enough. You know. We, we we could start as reparations da, 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 and they don't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, we're doing other things. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Wait, wait one second. Yes. Oh, hold on. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah, my bad, y'all. Let's go. Uh, kumbaya real quick. Man, you know what I'm saying? The fucking bullshit. Like anybody can be tricked, right? Anybody can be fooled. You know, anybody can be deceived. We're we're humans we're we we're humans like we are a lot of times not so smart creatures <laughs> more times than not you know what i'm saying and so we can be tricked and fooled with the foolery and i think that we have to start going back to thinking for yourself we have to go back to Saying I'm labeled fuck all that shit. I'm no label, or the no la- no no label uh, lesbians. I'm no label shit. Don't label me, motherfucker. I'm above that. Or I'm far past your labels, you know, because that's what I am. I just want to make that clear. Right winger or left winger, no subscription. Um, that subscription is not mine. Send this magazine back. Um, no, thank you. I'm good. Good, thank you. I don't want a club. I'm good. I'm straight. I'm smoking. I'm chilling. I'm talking about cars and music, and shit that I know is wrong in the world for the for all of us. Fuck. Like when we think about human rights, we gotta we gotta sit at the tables. We gotta talk about shit. We gotta come on. Let's get to the nitty gritty. We gotta have the conversations, and not just put stuff in your in your way like to make it to make it just work for your narrative you got to manipulate things 
You know what I'm saying? Like you manipulating shit and then saying that we we're equal in this conversation at the table. That's not how it works. You can't manipulate you can't manipulate stuff to just work for you. You can't manipulate the if we record I'ma just I'ma just I'ma just keep that. I'ma keep that to myself. But we just gotta smoke a little shit. Really talk about some stuff. Let's get vulnerable in this bitch. That's so uncomfortable. Like as a man, it's like let's get vulnerable, nigga. What is you talking about up here? <laughs> I wish the homie would just be like, Come on, y'all, let's let's smoke and get vulnerable. <laughs> I'll be like, nigga, you smoking some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, yo, shit. Let let's have real conversations. Y'all be on that bullshit getting political. I can't stand that political shit. But okay, let let me be real. Real moment here. I got my crew, you know, the cool motherfuckers that I hang with, friends. You know, we might think of quote unquote on a leftist train of thought and just your community to the right wingers you know what i'm saying (laughs) it's kind of like a snobby attitude sometimes i have people in my life who are quote-unquote right wingers or i've talked to people and they identify as that like i i've seen i've seen both sides i've seen both sides of the political spectrum both annoy the fuck out of me I'm not gonna lie, both annoy the fuck out of me as somebody that don't is not interested in that. Like and I'm not even trying to be like it, it just makes it easier. Let me be neutral. Like and listen, I understand voting is happening. Voting right now. Tensions are high. People are like fuck. Regardless of all that shit, what they just said on this video sounds way more important than <laughs> Fuck you Okay Let me not be disrespectful Let me stop it there I think of things on a global scale now Because that's the world we live in In a world that's easily accessible globally Every day we advance with some type of technology To where things When they get global They get fucking real We saw that with the pandemic right So we have to think past all that shit and think about in terms of the world, niggas. The world. We top flight security of the world, Craig. Shit, not just the city, the world. Been jacked by Santa Claus, all kind of shit. They need security in the world, Craig. Shit. Put your life, the global life and global spiritual body in your mayor's hand today. You know what I'm saying? It just don't sound right. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> that's just something... I don't subscribe to my subscription is expired. I don't have it. I lost it. My dog ate it. Fuck. You know, that's where my subscription to politics and stuff went. Now, I do have certain politics about stuff. I'm not just saying there's no way I have politics. I'm not saying we should keep it private. But if we want to keep a cool vibe, you you know, going back to knowing what vibe you want to create. I mean, you know, the world is tense about politics right now. Maybe we should talk about other shit. Hey, like we both like football. Let's just talk about football real quick. Because I know if we talk about politics, 
things can things can take a left, especially a motherfucker like me, where I'm trans and we're the it topic right now as far as like politics. And I think that plays a big role where I'm like, ugh, get this shit off of me. Get this. I don't want no parts. All I know is leave me the fuck alone. Okay. What I got between my legs, what I'm doing with my life, what I'm doing, who I'm sleeping with, what I'm what what I got what I'm wearing. Worry about your own pussy. Worry about it. Okay? You gotta worry about your own pussy. Worry about what you got going on. I'm worried about me. Yeah, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. I'm I ain't gonna lie, I'm high. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining the motherfucking show. I'm just letting y'all know the listeners, to the listeners. I'm on YouTube, to the YouTubers. I'm on just audio. I'm on Apple. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on YouTube. I'm on. I'm on your ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm on your ass. Hey, either you gonna fuck with it or you not. You know. I ain't begging a motherfucker to fuck with me. <laughs> it's been, it's been a run. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? I also one more, uh, one more thing. Congratulations to the Houston Astros for winning the World Series and repping for the city. You know what I'm saying, repping. I got to wear my my throwback Astros jersey. I actually got my Astro colored fucking Kai's right there. The Navy and Orange by Kai's right here. You know what I'm saying? Black owned business. That's why you see a lot of black people wearing it. And what's beautiful about these, like if you have these type shit, you tapped into the black community. You in, in the black entrepreneur community, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm just this entrepreneur, but nigga, I entrepreneur some money time to time. But yeah, shout out to the black entrepreneurs and brown entrepreneurs making making shit do what it do. Hey, we, we got to pass down energy, but hey, try to have a little money to pass down too. Shit, fuck it. Might as well. Hey y'all, y'all have a good night. You know what I'm talking about? I've been the corner, been my runner. I need a fruit to fuck me like I wanna. Wine interior look like it's coca. I'm moving, swing, swing, swing. I'm moving. How you hating and then got a car? I got Rolex that I'm Don't like the rap with the cap penny. I like the rap with a slap in it. I'm a grind hard just to stack digits. shit was fucking annoying but that's what you call the high hymns <laughs> uh.